And welcome in to another episode of the Hodges Huddle. I'm Sean Larkin, joined by Nick Hallaby. Boy, do we have a special episode for you. It is our 2020 Major League Baseball preview. Opening day, which was originally scheduled for March 26th, is now upon us. Nick, I don't know about you, but there was a time during all this where I didn't even think they were going to play. Nevertheless, after an 82-game proposal was shot down, a 76-game proposal was shot down, a 72-game proposal was shot down, we have settled in on a 60-game sprint that begins with the defending world champion, Washington Nationals, hosting the New York Yankees. That game is actually in progress, but it is in a rain delay, as if 2020 couldn't get any more ridiculous. And the nightcap is Nick Halby's Dodgers. The the Los Angeles Mookie Dodgers. Taking on the San Francisco Giants. Everybody else gets going on Friday. Full slate. Baseball is here. It has been just a whirlwind, a roller coaster since the league was shut down on March 12th. There were times where I didn't think this thing was getting going. And then the worst part is if they couldn't even get nothing going this year, got a new CBA to agree on next year. So they can't sit down at the table and figure this thing out. I would have been so worried about next year. In like the winter and in the off season, like the actual off season, a lot of free agents moved. A lot of guys got traded, right? We, like we referenced the Mookie thing. That was a big deal. Madison Bumgarner going to the Diamondbacks. Run going to the Angels. Like there was a lot of like Cole signing with the Yankees. Like there was a lot of movement. And then the, the shutdown happens. And then baseball does the most baseball thing possible. And that's getting a labor dispute in the middle of a global pandemic that's changing our lives. There has not been a more baseball year, really, because they like crazy free agent signings, labor dispute. Now we're trying to get back, but here we're just going to randomly change some rules also. Now we'll say this to defend baseball. Unlike basketball and hockey, they really didn't get to have their season. You know, they kind of ran into some bad luck. Everybody was trying to, you know, get some kind of revenue because they hadn't had a season yet. You know, basketball and hockey have basically more than halfway done, so I can understand that. But that's the thing that I will give baseball the benefit of the doubt of. They weren't in season, so they were kind of unlucky about that. But, no, I agree. That's the most baseball thing. And like you said, with the free agent deal, some of these guys that had signed one-year deal or, you know, had been traded like Mookie Betts before he signed this gargantuan contract, but say he was only there for a year and this season didn't happen. Marcelo Zuno for the Braves, who was assigned a one-year deal. Say that those guys don't play. Well, they are, they're getting their salary for 2020 and then they're free agents next year. Yeah, I've been a wreck in many parts of my life over the last six months. And when it came to baseball, it was pure adulation that we had Mookie Betts. Like, I couldn't believe it. And then the fear of, like, but I'm not going to see him play. Yeah, I haven't come down on my high from yesterday. And then so. we get we get the text yesterday that Mookie's going to be there until 2032. It's I'm the Second, it is the second highest contract as far as overall money in baseball history behind Mike Trout ahead of Bryce Harper. I think it's the biggest signing bonus in MLB history, $65 million off of that. Gets a lot of money, and I saw somebody say, well, you know, the Dodgers now, they're not going to be able to sign Cody Bellinger. And then they're like, well, wait a minute. They're the Dodgers. Yes, they will. It's a ton of money. Mookie Betts is one of the best players in baseball. And like you said yesterday when we talked about this, the back end of these contracts are always awful, but it doesn't matter because if you get a World Series out of it, Nobody cares. And here's the thing. I understand not wanting to do these, these types of contracts. Like, Pujols is the famous one. But Pujols was 32 when they signed that. So it was dumb off the bat. But also, like, it's another th- – it's not just the World Series. Like, yes, obviously that's the goal. We, the Dodgers have not won one in 32 years. It's felt like forever. You know, our hearts have been broken every postseason since, I don't know, I was born. It's just – it's a very big deal. But it's not just the World Series – this is a generational guy, right? Like there are yeah, certain absolutely you make that contract with. Because it's not just how good is this guy going to be hitting, but it's just he's he's a star. 
he stays at this trajectory for another six years, if he plays the way he's been playing for another six years, guys are going to the hall. Yeah. That's worth a lot, not just in wins, but in money that you'll make, fan base memories. Like, no, you spend the money on this person. That's why, like, what Boston did. I, nobody's happier that they did it than me. But the, what Boston did is just mind-blowing. Just strip it down and, and save money when this team's, you know, they've won World Series. Two years ago. He was the MVP on this World Series team two years ago. And you're just stripping it down because you need to get under the tax. Like, it's not the Red Sox anymore. It's crazy that they're dumping, you know, they dumped him. You know, they've got the sale contract on the books. Uh, David Price was in that deal. Well, I mean, it, it, it's crazy. But you, like I said, generational player. You could argue he's the best player in baseball. He's definitely a top player in baseball. Okay, look, we're watching this. Now, I don't think that this game is going to go back to playing because it is just monsooning in Nationals Park. If there were fans there, there would not be fans if they resumed this game. Well, did did you see that in the the apartment building or the hotel across the street from Nationals Park, people were hanging out on the terrace? Yes, the Hampton. They were up the Hampton Inn just just posted up watching the game. Look at how beautiful that is. They're just dumping water. It's bad. It it looks like actually just looks like an afternoon in Baton Rouge to be honest with you. So, oh look, there's beautiful Dodger Stadium. It's sunny over there. That game's getting played tonight. God bless it. Baby. Look at all those cardboard cutouts. We'll get into all that stuff. Let's let's not get off track. Baseball's here. I know we're just super excited. <laughs> Anyways, baseball's here. Sixty game sprint. Every single one of them is going to matter. One game is equal to about almost three games in a year. It's 2.7. Uh, the way the structure of this season is going to work, 40 divisional games, 20 interleague regional games. So the NL East will play the AL East, the NL Central and the AL Central, and the AL and NL West. You won't play anybody outside of your region or your division. We've got some new rules this year. Love it or hate it, the universal DH is here. Extra innings start with a runner on second base. Uh, there's going to be a three-batter minimum for relievers. Unfortunately, this year, there's no all-star game. It will return next year in Atlanta, and then the next year, it'll be back where it's supposed to be in Los Angeles at Dodger Stadium for 2022. We had breaking news today that actually got finalized during this broadcast of the National Yankees. There will be an expanded playoff. Major League Baseball Players Association and the owners approved expanding the playoffs. 16 teams to 10. All second-place teams in each division will qualify for the playoffs. The seventh and eight teams in each league will be chosen by best record among other teams. There's going to be a televised postseason show where the top seeds get to pick their opponents for the first round. It could be must-see TV. I think that's what baseball's kind of going for here. The first round will be four three-game series. The higher seed will host all three games. The divisional series, league championship series, and world series will all continue as normal. Five games for the LDS, seven games for the uh, championship series and the world series, which is crazy. There's going to be 16 teams in this, 53% of the 30 teams would qualify. That's over half. Nick's shaking his head already. He hates it. I'm just going to read you some stats. If eight teams from each league would have made the playoffs from 95 to 2019, 46 teams at or below 500 would have made it. And that is according to the Allies Sports Bureau. Those teams included 25 out of the American League. They would have 25 of the 46 teams. Only three seasons where all teams would have had winning records. 2000, 2003, and 2009. And in 2012, it was the only time in the past 10 seasons where eight teams in each league were either at or above 500. Nick, you've been shaking your head at this. You told me you hated it. You said MLB is stupid. I am actually going to disagree with you. Tell me why you hate this. This is only for this season. The season is going to be weird anyway, right? Like it's 60 game, right? The Nationals is the point everybody's making. The Nationals, if if last year was a 60 game year, Nationals were 19 and 31. If you're 19 and 31 this year, you're at the house. I'm, to kind of give you my bona fides, I'm a Dodger fan, notorious slow starters. Like the first month and a half of Dodger baseball isn't usually what their entire season is. 
So it, my whole thing with it is like, yes, it's going to be a short season, but doing this to the playoffs just makes it kind of even flukier, right? Because the entire thing, I think of any sport, Dodgers postseason is so much different than every other postseason because everything that kind of makes baseball this marathon that's elongated that you have to look at in a macro view. Once you get to the postseason, everything's about an inch, right? Every, yes. it's, it's about every little thing. And I think just giving the possibility that a team that has no right to be in a postseason, I liked the two-team wild card where they play it. Like, that's fine. But if you're playing, if there's going to be a second-place division team that does not deserve to be in the postseason from some really bad divisions, man. That That's the part I don't like is the second place team's automatically going to make it. But let, let me tell you one, and you see that as a Dodger fan, you're talking about slow starts. We did mention this is a 60-game season. The better teams in a 162 will come out at the top, as has happened every year. For example, the Mariners started 13-2 and last year. The Mariners in a 60-game season start 13-2. and They're more than likely going to make the playoffs. The Nationals, they were 19-31 in May. And they made they won the World Series. The Braves played a Cardinals team that they were better than last year. That like they were they were the better team. They lost. Dodgers uh, played a Nationals team that they were better than. The Dodgers team. were better than Nationals. They lost to them. But it, that's baseball. You know, the, the, the Nationals were playoff team last year in the regular format. Cardinals won the division because Christian Yelich got hurt, but they they won. This is the, the deal, though. Like you said, a team's not going to be able to get there. You know, may not deserve it. But here's the way I look at it. The way this season is structured, you're going to have these teams. For example, here's the region I'll throw out there. The NL and the AL East are playing each other. You have the World Series co-favorites in the Yankees. You have the defending World Series champions in the Nationals. You have the Atlanta Braves, who are, I think, tied for third best odds in the World Series, one of the best teams in the league uh, that won the division two straight years. You have the Rays, who is everybody's kind of trendy pick to make it to the World Series. So that's four teams right there. Oh, yeah, and by the way, the Mets are the Mets. As long as they don't met, they've got one of the best rotations in baseball. And, and you have a Phillies oh, team. That, the Phillies yeah. and the Mets are the fifth and sixth best teams in this region. So they're going to be playing each other all year. I'm not – That is why I think – but he, that, that's, that's a point well made. Here's my issue. Think about baseball. Why do teams celebrate every time they win something? Every time they're playoff eligible, every time they win a division, right? Like, like every time you win a round because it's hard. Oh, yeah, there's champagne showers every Winning that round. division should matter. It should. Oh. This means it doesn't. It really oh, – look, I, being, the, being a higher seed obviously is going to matter whatever. But, like, honestly, I don't like the idea of it. I get why it's happening. All right, there, there are a lot of, like, I have less of a problem with this than I do a couple of other changes in baseball. But these accomplishments should matter, right? Like, let's, let's look at college football. Everybody's talking about, like, expanding the playoff, expanding the playoff. I hate that idea. Why? The best part about college football is that every single week matters. You know, the, the, my biggest issue with the NFL, as much as I like it, there's too many teams they let in, right? The NBA, well, now now they let in even more. The NBA lets right. over half the league in. Exactly. I'm a huge NBA fan. But I'm sorry, like, unless you're, you know, have something wrong with you like me, you're not going to sit and watch every single game because it doesn't matter. And the biggest knock against baseball is that the regular season really doesn't matter. A 60-game sprint was going to be incredible because it was going to be random, it was going to be weird, and you were going to have to work your bleep off every single game because they count as three games. That matters a whole lot less now. Because the Dodgers, we could start off to a slow start and still have a very well chance of being either the second be- a, a, a team that's second – or have one of the two best records of a team that is. 
but just think if it wasn't like that and your team starts slow and you know the Dodgers are good, they're one of the best teams in baseball, and they don't right. get it because of that. Yeah, and I'm going to be upset, but I'm going to be upset because the Dodgers didn't perform. I'm not going to be upset because no, no, the That's true. I'm happy we're getting baseball at all, and that's the attitude people should have. I know people are ridiculous. When I say ridiculous, they're showing the cardboard cutouts on the – As they show the cardboard cutouts, yeah. I love our fans. But like, Nick, it's, it's, the, the, Nick it's, almost paid for, by the way. It's still, you know, still, still can. Uh, I, I got to pay my rent, though. The difference is, like, you want to make these games matter. And the games – never in baseball history are regular season games going to matter the way they are this year. And yeah. this values that. I don't like that. It does kind of water it down. And with that question and all those stats I threw at you, you know, how many yeah. teams with losing records are going to make it? In the American League, a bunch. Both. No, I'll say, I'll say both. Let's, let's go five and a half. Over or under, the number of teams with either 500 or worse records make it. Uh, I'll actually go under there. I think there's probably going to be three or four from the AL and maybe one or two from the NL. Like, if you look at the two leagues, right, the NL, the East is stacked. Now, in the American League, Outside of the Yankees and like Tampa Bay, it's not a stacked division. In in the NL East, you got the Braves, you got the Phillies. The Mets are really good. Honestly, the Marlins they could have a really good. Like, they're going to be in it. Oh yeah, by the way, in it half the year last time. And by the way, the defending World Series champions are in there as well. Yeah, and and they they've kind of been stripped for parts this offseason because of COVID and because of free agency. But even them, they probably have the best starting three pitchers in baseball. Yeah. You? So, I mean, you look at the National League, the Central is kind of a crapshoot. Like, that's the weakest division in the NL. You look at the West, you have the Dodgers, and then you have a team like the Diamondbacks, who they're going to make the playoffs because of yeah. this. Or the you Padres. Have, you have a team like the Padres. The NL West could have the – NL and the NL West and the NL East are both going to have three teams that make the playoffs. Yeah, I think that's the thought process and the way this works is, hey, you don't want any of these central teams snagging a spot from one of the – because, look, the, the NL East, they're going to beat up on each other. Plus, they're playing the AL East. You know, the Red Sox aren't – you know, they're not going to expect it to be doing much, but they're still the Red Sox. There's only one team, maybe two, that, you you know, you're happy to play against, the Orioles and the Marlins. That's the only two. Other than that, you got to go show up to the ballpark still and play the Marlins. They're not throwing you wins out there. They're going to play hard and compete because they dominated the Phillies last year when they played them. That was the difference in the Braves running away with that division and then the Phillies not making a wild card because they couldn't beat the Marlins. you got to go out to the ballpark every single night in the AL and NLS. As far as the Central, you know, there's a lot of teams out there that you can just line up and go play. I think it works for this year. I'm not a fan of it going forward and over half of the teams making it in any sports just ridiculous to me yeah I mean, and that's, basketball just, all the time and i get it playoffs fairness whatever but like you want to make the regular season as captivating as it's possible and this I, to me this hurts and, and so can we pivot to one of the other rule changes the reason i like having a pitcher in there is because if a pitcher's dominating a game game you make the manager have to make that decision and that makes for a better game i really like the reliever rule yeah a reliever should have to face three batters you know why? I'm tired of the freaking matchup thing. I yeah. want interaction. R.I.P. to the league. Yeah, and I, I'm also a fan of small ball. I like not just home run or bust, actually having to manufacture runs, and having a pitcher in the ninth spot lends itself to that because the, if you get a guy on, the pitcher has to do something maybe. got to make himself an athlete is what he's got to exactly. do. Exactly. And so, like, that's that's my issue with it where it's like – and I don't like the idea of somebody just being a hitter. I think you actually have to have some other skills, and that's always been my knock against the American League. Like, the knock, my knock against guys like David Ortiz. David like, Martinez is about to come into the Zoom chat and beat you up. 
Well, it's just like it's like David Ortiz all time. Like he's gonna go to the hall. He's like he's a great slugger. Yeah, but like I'm sorry, dude's not a baseball player. He doesn't <laughs> play the sport. He just hits. And, like that's always been my beef with it. It's just as a purist and as somebody, I know, but that's the biggest the issue with baseball is all this dead time. Well, you know what happens if there isn't a lot of dead time if nobody's just swinging for the fences and if we're actually playing the game. I hate when people call also call it dead time because there's no dead time. There's stuff no, going no, on. It, the intricacy yeah, there's no dead time, but I get no action. But there's action if people are, you know, just pickoffs. Yeah, yeah that's action. If there's bunts. Billy Bean broke baseball. That's okay. what Well, you're mad at him. But I do think this year that the Universal DH will help. Yeah, I mean – You've got nine or ten guys that can go out there and crush and don't have to play the field one day. The Braves are the same way. Teams with death, it's going to help in the NL. Yeah, I'm I'm a fan of the deepest team in the sport. So, obviously, the fact that guys who wouldn't get a lot of action, like wouldn't be getting as much action otherwise, are going to be able to hit every day. Like, yeah, I'm I'm a fan, obviously. As a fan of the sport, not necessarily a fan of my team, but as a fan of the sport, like, I I just – it just bothers me. It just bothers me on my principle. No, it's – Look, it takes the strategy out, especially in the playoffs. Like, you got a guy dealing, and you got a guy. Honestly, sit- you know what rules they should make? Freaking outdo the shift. You can't have three infield on one side. Yeah. I'll do that. You want to see action? You want to see people get on base? I know. But that's for another time. <laughs> the No shift rules this year, uh, but there is the universal DH, the reliever rules. The reliever rule a lot. The reliever rule is going to be good. Also, they were not going to let position players pitch or some sort, but they are. Look, if games are getting out of hand, there's 60 of these. And, I mean, heck, some well, people are like, 20 in a row. If, you know, if you're losing one, you just, just get out of there and get to the next day. And that was more of an issue with those extra inning games, right? And yep. they basically eliminated extra inning games for – besides the – they've eliminated ridiculous extra innings. Do you like that rule with the runner on second? I mean, I'm happy it's not in the playoffs. Yeah. Because basically what you do is you're kind of – you're not guaranteeing the home team's going to win. But if it's a tie game and the home team gets – well – like, if for some reason the road team doesn't score, you're basically guaranteeing that the home team's going to yeah, win. Yeah, if you go three up, three down, you could bunt that guy over to third, and then boom, sack five wins it. But the road team can do the same thing. I like it. I, you know, like I said, it's going to re- eliminate the ridiculous 16, 17, 18 inning games, you know. Suck in the – might not suck, but they're like, like they're not ideal in the regular season. I'm sorry, postseason, that's good sport. Like, yeah. that's good. Uh, yeah, I think it's going to help a lot, especially in the 60-game sprint. Like, you just can't have guys out there 18. And that, that one, I'm just like, yeah, like, that, that's, like, a product. that That's not a rule I see staying. Yeah, that one I don't think is going to be. I think that's – And, again, I'm happy they're not doing it in the postseason. Like, it's fine. Like, like it's it's whatever. I, I'm i a fan of the reliever rule. I think that should stay permanent. Because it's like, you know what? I get it's kind of eliminating some guys' roles. Yeah. But if we're being honest here, it's better for the sport pitcher has to pitch more pitches you know, yeah and i think you'll you'll see some strategy there too you know like hey i you know i want to bring this guy in because his splits against this guy aren't very good but he's got to pitch three guys you know so it, it's going to be interesting like i said this is going to be a season unlike any other let's get weird no fans for the foreseeable future in the stands i mean the games it was really awkward when they were doing like the opening ceremony thing with the national anthem. Everybody was just kind of standing around and like, there was like a long pause and then like you could hear the cleats against the dirt. Like it was really weird. So there's some things that are going to be weird about this year. You're going to see, like we said, 60 games, you might see an opener. You might see some guys doing a piggyback start where a guy's going to pitch a little bit and then another guy will come in and kind of piggyback. He'll throw three or four innings and the next guy will come in. 
there's going to be there's guys opting out. There's 14 guys as of right now that have opted out, notably Buster Posey, Ryan Zimmerman, King Felix opted out for the Braves, as well as Nick Markakis. Juan Soto, one of the biggest stars in the league, one of the best young stars in the game, huge part of the World Series team last year. He tested positive. He's asymptomatic. Problem is, Braves reliever, they, they go get in the offseason, the best closer on the market, Will Smith, he was asymptomatic. He hasn't been able to come back for three weeks because he hasn't had two negative tests. So he hasn't been able to come back. He's asymptomatic. In a 60-game season, if Juan Soto is not able to do this for three weeks, they already lost Anthony Rendon. Their offense is nobody's – you know, it was going to be Juan Soto basically carrying the load. Well, he's out. That's, who wins this isn't just going to be talent. Is it just going to be your normal, like, why teams win baseball? It's going to be who's got people left. Like, like yeah, honestly, it's depth. Scenarios, it's, it's going to be a depth game. It's absolutely going to be that. And that's what I'm saying. You've got, you know, you've had players opting out. Well, then here's one of the stars on opening night, you know, hours before game time is scratched, and who knows when he's going to be back. Uh, Freddie Freeman for the Braves. He was – he's going to be in the lineup tomorrow, but – he was out, you know, and listening to him talk, he said one time in, during this, he was running about 105 fever, and he was praying for the Lord not to take him. That's how bad it was. You just don't know, and it's going to be crazy. Mike Trout is probably going to miss some games because his wife's due to have a baby. He's going to probably miss some time in the future just to be there. It, it's going to be crazy. Like I said, the games, no fans in the stands. There's already remote broadcasts. There's piped-in crowd noise. There's cardboard cutouts that Nick's going to buy. The Blue Jays don't even have a place to play right now. No, man. That's, uh, that's another thing that's going to be crazy in 2020. They can't play in Canada at the Rogers Center, and they were supposed to play in PNC Park in Pittsburgh. Well, they said no, you know, because traveling in and out of the country. Buffalo's been a spot. They're, they're minor league stadium. I think Camden Yards and the Orioles are trying to maybe talk about it. I think somebody, uh, they want to play maybe in Hartford. Yeah, there it is. Uh, the mayor of Hartford said, Hartford's ready. And how crazy would it be to be a Toronto Blue Jay? Like, you, as of right now, you don't know where you're playing. And there's that proposal, say, you play all of your games in the opposing team stadium, but your home games, you bat last, which yeah. there's no fans in the stands anyway. So, you know, it, it would still be weird not having a home stadium, not getting to sleep in your own bed for, you know, maybe half of the game. What do you think about that? I'd have a hard time being like, look, guys, this is already tough enough, and now we can't play yeah. at home. Like, and that's that's the thing, right? It's that is more I think speaks to what this year is. That's of all these things that we've talked about, our product of the league adjusting. This is out of the league's hands, out of the Blue Jays' hands. We're not going to get into politics, but it, well, a it's, lot you know, of it's it's happening. It's two different countries, so you know there well, is politics yes. involved. Well, right, but what I'm saying is like even in those scenarios outside of sports, people could talk about what the government's saying doing. This is like, this is just what this is. This is kind of, I think, speaks to what this year has been. It's, just fa it's fascinating. It's, it's just, this is going to be a year we're never going to forget um, for multiple reasons. So, yeah, man, it, it's crazy. It's, it's nuts. All right, let's get into most intriguing region and your most wide open division. Mine, obviously, my most intriguing region is the East. I've said it. Braves, Yankees, Rays, Mets, Nationals, Phillies. And my most wide-open division is the NL Central. I think we might agree on that. Cardinals won it last year, but the Reds spent money. They added power. Uh, you know, they added some arms. 
They got some young talent. A lot of people's pick is the Reds. Cubs are still there. They're kind of aging. Uh, Their pitching staff's aging, but they've got talent. What about you? Most intriguing. I know you've got Dodgers Astros out there. You get some sweet revenge. Yeah. The West is good, but I think for me as a Braves fan, the East is is pretty going to be pretty fun to watch. Yeah, with me, it's the West. Partly, obviously, I'm a Dodger fan. Obviously, you got Dodgers. You got the Strohs. You, you got Rendon and Trout with Ballinger and Betts all in the same same two counties. And Otani as well. Otani as well, and Seager as well, and Kershaw. Like, it, it, both teams have guys, have a lot of guys. The fact that we haven't mentioned Pujols in, in those yeah. two counties just shows you. Right. But I think the reason why I'll go with the West isn't just how competitive the baseball is going to be. Every region, right? If you look at the central region and you look at the east region, they are relatively geographically close to each other, right? Where the travel isn't going to be, it's going to still be traveling. But like on the east, the farthest they have to go is to Florida and they're staying on the same seaboard. Mm. The central, like that, that division, those divisions in that region in general is very compact. You look at the West, you're traveling from Washington all the way to Texas. And why that makes it more interesting, besides just like that's the way our country's laid out geographically, their travel is going to be a lot more intense. In some of these Eastern places, you can do maybe some train stuff, or like like it's a lot easier to have shorter flights and smaller planes. In the West, you're flying from Houston to Los Angeles, no, from Houston to Seattle, Houston to Los Angeles, like you got to have to do major travel in a time where travel is nuts. And luckily they're going to take their private planes. Yeah. And, but, and yeah, like I said, you know, you go to Seattle and Arlington. Well, and like, the, like in, the, in the East and the Central, a lot of those states are going through COVID in much the same ways, right? As opposed to in the West, Washington and Colorado are going through it a lot differently yeah. than California and Texas. And all those teams have to interchange with each other. So, like, don't be surprised, and I hate to, like, this isn't me wishing it. I hope to God not. But if there's a region that's going to have more cases of COVID, my money would be on the West. I didn't even want to get into the doomsday scenario. The dugouts are flooded in uh, D.C., by the way. I didn't even want to get into that because, you know, we could obviously say, you know, hypothetically right. the season gets canceled. We're, right, we're right. just assuming this thing's going all the way. I wanted to press right. it before, but, yeah. Me too. Brought it up. That, I honestly um, think it is going to go all the way. But yeah. I'm saying if there's going to be weird stuff happening because of COVID, I mean, it's obviously happening all over the league. I, I bet more money on weird stuff happening in the West than anywhere else because just the, the geographical yeah. footprint is just so much bigger. With that, let's get into some predictions, like we said. Some individual predictions. Okay, I'm going to give you a number, an over-under. All right, so the home run leader this season. In a 60-game ban, uh, Giancarlo Stanton in 2017 hit 33. The record is Barry Bonds, 37 in 2001. So obviously, I didn't want to go there because that's, that season obviously was astronomical. 28 and a half over under the home run leader hits 28 and a half home runs. Under. What do you got? What are you thinking? 25? Uh, yeah, I'm going to say around 25. Here's the thing. It's going to be tougher for batters to adjust than pitchers. Now, pitchers aren't going to pitch as long as they did, but hitting a baseball is the toughest thing to do in sports. The reason why spring training so long isn't just getting used to it, whatever. It's because you got to – it's all about rhythm, and it's all about yeah. the rest of it and yes these guys have been doing exhibition games like this game against the Yankees some guys some this game some guys have hit home runs don't be surprised if you see some home runs tonight in Chavez Ravine as of right now Adam Eaton leads the National League as of this recording with one home run Stanton Stanton leads the American League with one home run which is more natural than Adam Eaton Adam Eaton's not leading the National League absolutely yeah absolutely but like the offense offense in general is the first couple weeks is gonna now what we're used to seeing if I had to if 
if I had to guess. And because of that, I mean, a couple of weeks in this season might as well be a month and a half, two months. A couple of weeks in the season is almost half the year. You're right. Exactly. So, like, that's that's something we're going to have to watch. I didn't want to go 30 because 30 is just ridiculous. Yeah. That's I like 28 and a half, 27. There's going to be somebody come out of the gate raking. Somebody's going to yeah. do it. And you're like, oh, my God, they're going to hit 30, 35. I think 25 is a pretty good number. I see a dude hit 27. I'm probably going to – Say 28 is is the cap. I mean, that's a lot. Like I said, Stanton did it in 2017, and that was just a 60-game stretch. He hit 33. Okay, most wins by the best team in the league. I've got – this was tough. I've got it set at 42 and a half. I asked you the other day, the Dodgers, could they go 45 and 15? Yeah, they could. Look, it's baseball. That's the thing. I could have set it at 45 or, you know, more. Baseball's weird. Do you think a team wins more than 42 games, 42 and a yeah, half? Yeah, I, th- I think so. And and the reason why, so, like, you look at – it's either going to be a team from the East or a team from the West because you have teams in the East that are super teams. And, yes, they're going to be playing – like, the Braves are going to play the Yankees a lot, but they're also going to play the Orioles more than they would. That's going to make a difference. And the same thing with the Dodgers. Yeah, they're going to play the Angels and the Astros, but they're also going to play the – Rangers. Well, it's not as balanced. So the Braves are going to play the Rays more. The Mets play the Yankees more. I think the Nationals play the Orioles more. So that's another thing. It's like that we're not going to get to play them the same amount of times as the you know. As right. The oh, but they're they're going to play them more than they normally would. And yeah. you're going to be able to beat up on bad teams. Like there's always a bad team in your division. You beat up on like the Dodgers. The Braves do it to the Marlins every year. Yeah, and the Dodgers like always feast on like the Rockies. Yeah. With that roster, I just don't see how the Dodgers do not win. 40 – I think they should win 50 games. I mean, it's insane. I think 40 – team will win 4 I'm going to go under the 42 and a half. The fewest wins, set at 20. Is there a team that goes worse than 20 wins? There's going to be a team that wins, like, 15 games. Think so? Yeah. It's going to be either the Orioles, the Tigers, the Rangers. No, I, I don't think the Rangers. I think the Rangers are going to be right around – right under 500. Pittsburgh. Tigers, right. Tigers, Pittsburgh, Baltimore. But I think 20 is pretty good. AL, NL MVPs. I think I know who your NL MVP is going to be now. In the National League, Mookie Betts and Cody Ballinger are going to cut the MVP trophy in half. Oh, they are. Okay. Well, that's um, – No, it's uh, – I don't think that's the, possible. The NL, I don't know who to guess. I, I, if I had to guess, it would probably be – Well, you've got the defending or the reigning MVP – and now yeah. the 2018 AL MVP on the same team. Yeah. Christian Yelich could have won this thing last year. If Yelich is healthy, it'll be Yelich. I wrote down Mookie Betts' name, and I wrote down Ronald Acuna's name. Ronald Acuna yeah. was about to have the, a 40-40 season last year before they shut him down before the playoffs. He was three steals away. He could have been the fifth 40-40 season. And I was going to say Acuna. The difference, the problem is Acuna and Betts are going to be playing tougher teams than Yelich. That's, and Acuna and Betts have better players on their team. Yep. So Yelich is going to be carrying a heavier load, and he's going to be playing worse teams. So I'd, I'd put my money on Yelich if I had to pick of the three. But those are your three candidates with Bellinger right there. Yeah, I, mean, I had bets written down. I mean, he's just one of the best players in baseball. But, look, if Acuna can do – I mean, I'd like to see him go for 2020. That would be awesome. Yeah, it's just it, – it's you also got to look at circumstance with these awards. And I, I, yep. I, Especially I this year. I think somebody like Acuna – Obviously, I'm going to think Betts and Bellinger are better than Yelich. Betts is better than Yelich. I think Acuna is better than Yelich. I think Yelich and Bellinger are the, the same guy. The difference is in y- Yelich is in a place where he's going to perform basically by himself against inferior competition. Yep. That's how you get an MVP. I do think Yelich is one of the best players in the league. I don't think there's an argument there. AL, is Mike Trout just going to win it again or what? Do we have anybody yeah, else? Yeah, Mike Trout if he just keeps doing Mike Trout things. 
Mike Trout's like he's the best player out there. It seems like every time you read an article about Trout, they're like, oh, Mike Trout's having his best year ever. I feel like they do that every year. Mike Trout's incredible. And if you look at the other great players in the AL, whether it be Judge, whether it be you know, Bregman, uh, yeah. all on stack teams, though. Yeah. Right. All those Astro guys play together. Judge plays with Stanton, with Torres, with a bunch of guys. So I use Trout. Yes, he's going to have Rondon. He's going to have Lacani. Yeah. Really, Trout's in a class of his own already. And then, like, there's there's nothing else to take away from his shine on that team. And a lot yep. of narrative-driven award. One guy that I think could sneak in this thing in the AL, though, because they've got the pitching staff and with this short season and expanded playoffs, Francisco Lindor, they could maybe sneak in there. And if he plays well, he could get this MVP. Cy Young, AL, who do you have? The AL Cy Young is going to be Cole again. Yep, I had Garrett Cole written down. Luke Verlander's great. Charlie Morton. I mean, there's – I think there's three or four guys you could throw it to. Sorry for the sound you just heard, by the way. They're doing introductions, and I just had to turn it on to hear Mookie Betts. Nick, yeah, but Nick's fired up, and, like, it's cool. They've got all the cardboard cutouts. There's, like, a baby. <laughs> they have all the coaches clapping in the dugout for each player. The, the baby cutout is the same size as that grown man cutout. That's a little scary. Uh, that, that, that baby's just juicing up, man. NL, does DeGrom get his third straight Cy Young? Because that dude's, to me, the best pitcher in baseball. Uh, I don't think so, actually. I, just look at look at the competition DeGrom's going to have to go up against. He's going to play the Yan- he's going to play the Yankees maybe more than one. I don't know if he is or not, right? These All you need is, like, Hinjin Ryu was going to win, win the Cy Young last year if they had played 60 games and he'd won streak, right? So, like, I don't know if it's going to be DeGrom. I think it's – between him, don't be surprised if Flaherty from St. Louis makes a run at it because he's really good. He's good. We got Bueller and I wrote down three names. DeGrom, I think, is the best pitcher in baseball. Rookie last year led the National League in road ERA and finished third in Cy Young. Mike Soroka for the Braves. Yeah. They're going to they're gonna ride him, man, because there's not a whole lot after him on that staff. And I also wrote Walker Bueller. I think he's the best pitcher on the Dodgers staff. He, no, he is. I think those three, Jack Flaherty's really good. AL Rookie of the Year. I got Luis Robert <laughs> written down. This dude's going to be a star. The White Sox, do you see him winning AL Rookie of the Year? Or yeah, I think so, too. There's there's a couple other guys that might make it, but Rookie of the Year is such a hard award to kind of – Especially this year because some of those guys aren't going to be called up late. Uh, Jesus Lozardo for Oakland is another guy that I think could challenge for AL Rookie of the Year. NL Rookie of the Year was the one that where this is going to come into play. You had Joey Bart, the future of the Giants, is not on the opening day roster. Christian Pache for the Braves, their top prospect. In any other 162, he'd be up probably by June or July, and he'd probably be a rookie year favorite. Gavin Lux is the name I wrote down. He's not. So I wrote two names down, Carter Keyboom for the Nationals and Dustin May, who is going to be starting for the Dodgers tonight. And May wasn't supposed to be up today either. They were called May when Kershaw's back went out. So uh, honestly, it's probably going to be Lux. Because Lux will be up next week. I think Lux started camp behind everybody else, which is why he isn't. He, he's just not as ready as everybody else is. But give Lux 50 games and it'll be Lux, I think. Just because really- he's also – I'm not saying he's better than those other guys. He's carrying more of a load. They're basically going to try to make him an everyday second baseman this year. Yeah, well, that's the thing. If we can get Christian Pache up, he had an ankle injury. I think he's going to be exciting. I can't wait to watch him. All right, division winners. AL East, who wins it? New York Yankees. Yep, I got the Yankees and then the Rays coming in second, obviously making the playoffs. Uh, Central, I think it's the Twins, and then I went White Sox to finish second. But I got Twins and White Sox. What about you? Give me the White Sox because the White Sox is better pitching. Twins are going to have the best, probably the second or third best lineup in baseball. But I don't trust their pitching as much. They were okay last year. Their big improvement was getting Kenta Maeda. I'm a Kenta Maeda fan. He's yeah. not your ace. 
So, like, that's well, their I, ace is Jose Barrios, and Jake Odorizzi's hurt right now, so, so that's going to be a problem. Give me, give me the White Sox because I know Keiko's old and Keiko has some issues, but they have him along with some really young pieces, especially in that bullpen. I like the White Sox pitching, and it's, I, I just I think they're the sneaky pick to make some noise and be fun to watch. AL West is it the Astros? Yeah, it's the Astros. I think it's the Astros with the A's coming in pretty close behind in second, and then but watch out for the Angels. NL, we'll start with the West. Look, I think it's been the Dodgers for how many years in a row now? Seven straight. That's no 14 like the Braves did back in the 90s, but it's pretty good. I mean, it's – Halfway there, brother. <laughs> That's right. This would be eight straight. I don't I don't see it not happening. Who finishes second? Uh, Diamondbacks. The Diamondbacks are a really good baseball team. They're just not as deep as the Dodgers. They don't have the pitching the Dodgers have. I've got the Padres finishing second. I'm just excited to watch Fernando Tatis Jr. because he's on the fantasy team. NL East. Did the Braves make it three straight? Yeah, the Braves make it three straight. Who yeah. finished the second? The defending World Series champs, the Phillies, or the Mets? The Phillies. Mets like- are going to have a down year. The Mets got a lot of great production from guys who don't normally do that, right? And I like Pete Alonso. He's a good slugger. DeGrom's a great pitcher. Some of those other guys, like, they're, they're guys who are good. They're fine. But they're not what they were last year. The Mets kind of caught lightning in the bottle for a little bit. I they did, and I think that's what everybody's fired up about is the Mets played really well late in the year and we're fun to watch and like oh let's carry it over problem is it doesn't carry over like that and i didn't be playing the yankees a bunch and they lost Syndergaard for the year throwman i think's a little banged up so right now they're just leaning on Degrom. as opposed to the phillies you got a healthy mccutcheon back yes i've got the phillies finishing second aaron nola they have zach wheeler now last year it was aaron nola and everybody else mm-hmm. can't have five aaron nolas the central here's where it gets fun trendy pick we talked about of the red are you taking the reds to win oh uh, yes I, I just think the Reds are built better than everybody else. Uh, I, the Brewers, they've lost a good bunch, right? I mean, they don't yeah. they don't have as money ground doll anymore, which is a big bat. They don't have some of the pitching that they had um, in the back end of that rotation. You're not going to have a completely healthy Ryan Braun to start, and Ryan Braun isn't what he was. Yelich is incredible. Yeah, Lorenzo Cain's older. No Moustakas yeah. anymore. Exactly. So show me what else the Brewers have. As opposed to like somebody like St. Louis, I don't think the think, think the you know what? They'll probably win. You know what? You were right. The, the Cardinals are I, I, in this division. No, no. It's, I, it's, I hope not. I, I think it's going to be Reds, Cubs, and then the Cardinals are going to be scratching for a playoff spot. I've got Reds and the Cubs. Look, I know the Cubs' rotation is very old. They still got yeah. talent. Yeah. All right. AL champs, NL champs. Oh, God. I just hate doing this. Can I just give you the AL chance? I refuse to use no. anything to do with any predictions. With no, that. because I did the same thing last year on our playoff show, and I picked. Fine. So no way the Dodgers me, don't make it in the Astros. Give me the Yanks and give me. The, I know this is chalk. Give me the Yanks and the Dodgers in the World Series, which is the most. I think that's the most played World Series. Yeah, I think it is. Dodgers-Yankees. I just don't see a world where the Dodgers don't make it. So good, top to bottom. But look, baseball is baseball. They should have made it last year. They lost the Nationals team that kind of got hot. You know, the Nationals – and they weren't bad. I mean, the Nationals arguably had have the best staff in baseball. Yeah. It's, it's weird uh, in this 60-game season. Look, they could play that first-round first three-game series against uh, – let's see, who could they play? They could play like the Marlins or something, <laughs> lose to the Marlins, and then it'd be over. Yeah, that's what's uh, going to happen. The Dodgers are going to win 45 games, and we're going to get swept in three at home. No, that, that's, that's what it's looking uh, the same way with the Braves. I'm hoping the Braves can win a playoff series for the first time since 2001. I thought that was going to happen last year, but in game five, they were down 10 nothing before they stepped into the batter's box. So, you know, that'll be exciting to see. I think the Dodgers, I don't know how the Yankees don't make it. You know, they've added Garrett Cole. Their bullpen's great. I've got the Dodgers and the Yankees 
Baseball's back. We've got a, a sprint, and it's going to be fun. There's going to be cardboard cutouts, uh, piped-in music, Mookie Betts, Mike Betts. It's going to be exciting. I can't wait. And it start, well, it's, it's starting now, and opening day is a full slate. So we'll see how it goes. Good luck to your Dodgers, I guess. Good luck to you as far as nerves and anxiety because I'm going to be the same. That's the best part about this is I haven't had to stress about eighth and ninth inning bullpens. Yeah, I haven't had to stress about things that don't matter. Yeah, <laughs> that's been the best part about it. And now I'm going to be melting when we blow three-run lead in the eighth inning when the bullpen comes in. So I can't yeah, Honestly, don't wish luck to me. Wish luck to Morgan unless to live with me. Yeah, that's true. It's not a us. It's whoever's around us is the yeah. one that is affected the most. So that'll do it for us. Baseball is officially back. We are super excited. For Nick Hallaby, I'm Sean Larkin saying so long and thank you for listening to this episode of the Hodges Huddle Podcast. We will see you next time.